Hi and welcome to the podcast, your semi-regular look into the world of pottery. Enjoy. I've decided to call this one, I'm a pottery ninja. Because <laughs> on Wednesday, I went for my session and I literally was a pottery ninja. I went in, it only took me two trips to my cubby hole to get myself ready for throwing. Normally, I'll go two, three times and then I'll go, oh, I've forgotten that and I'll go back. But now on Wednesday, two trips, everything was ready. I wedged a huge lump of clay. I don't normally wedge that much clay. I wedged it. It went really easily. I chopped it into five randomly sized bits, mainly because I had no clue what I wanted to make. I had absolutely no clue. I thought I, I want to use this clay. I'm trying a new clay. So I just wanted to just make things with it and see how it looked. So, yeah, I had five randomly sized chunks. I put the first one on the wheel and it centred immediately. I combed it. I did all the things. I went straight into throwing a bowl because that's what came into my head as I started to pull it out. And it was a beautiful bowl and it happened in one movement. I didn't have to go and adjust. I didn't readjust anything. I'm like, oh, it's done. I stopped because normally that's another problem that I have is that it's done and I'll go, oh, I'll just do this and then I mess it up. So this time it was done. I saw it was done. I wired it off the wheel. I put it to dry, got the next ball of clay, did it. I'd finished all my balls of clay Turned into six pots, not five. I even, oh my God, I don't even know how I did this. I got into my head when I was sat there at the wheel. I just centred this piece of clay and I thought, what am I going to do with it? I thought, oh, I'll throw a goblet. (laughs) A goblet? Where did that come from? Anyway, I'd never, I had no clue how to do it. No clue at all how to throw a goblet. But I just thought, right, okay, what would I do? So I worked it out as I was on the wheel. And every time things were going a bit wrong, I used my save the pot superpower and I saved it and I started again. And I, yeah, I managed to throw a goblet. I can't believe it. And one of the other potters, who I very much admire, saw me finishing off, looked over as I was putting this, putting the the final, oh, I did a stem vase, by the way. Um, I didn't know what a stem vase was until I saw the Instagram feed of another potter. And I thought, oh, that seems like something I could do. So I, I threw this stem vase, which was my sixth thing. And this potter that I very much admire looked over me and went, wow. <laughs> and I went, I know, I threw a goblet for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what was happening. Now, contrast that with two weeks ago when I had two commissions that I had to complete. I had a large mug and a vase, a flower vase. So I was trying my best to do this flower vase and I had three attempts and each attempt, it just collapsed and I messed it up and I did something wrong and I know what I did and I couldn't stop myself doing it. And it was just a mess. I I re- I re-wedged so much clay that night. I've never... And that's probably why I was so good at wedging this week. Because last week I did so much wedging in one one session. 
Yes. It took me five attempts to do the mug. It took me three attempts to do the vase, plus another attempt at the end, which also went wrong. And then when I came back in the next session, because I gave up on the vase completely, and then the next session, it also took me another two attempts to do the vase. The first one, I got it perfect, and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll just pull it out a bit more at the bottom. Putting my hand inside, I caught the lip of the vase, whole thing collapsed, and I'm like, no, you don't do that. So that I, I had to re-throw it. Seven attempts it took me. On the seventh try, on the seventh try, I threw that blooming vase. Seven tries. Unbelievable. I had a three-hour session and I managed to throw one pot. And on Wednesday this week, I had a three-hour session and I was done with, with my balls of clay after an hour. And that bowl is a beautiful piece of work. The goblet's not beautiful, but I'm amazed by it because I have no idea how I did it. I just did it. Yeah, I was a pottery ninja. And I don't know exactly what was different. I know that this week there was no pressure. This week... I had less on my mind. I had less external forces re reacting on me. I think it was, I was just relaxed because I was just playing with some new clay. And maybe I have to go into every single throwing session with the idea that I'm just going to play. Rationally, I know that when I just sit down and play, I come up with some fun things. Like the saucers. I can't draw. I will admit this, I cannot draw. So I think I'm not artistic in that way. But I sat down with two bisqued saucers with a, a paintbrush and some underglaze and I created something that I think is beautiful. I didn't think I could come up with something like that. Also, I thought, I think I can't draw, but... I had to put a whale on the side of a teacup and what I decided to do was get a picture of a whale and I was going to trace around the outside of this picture onto the clay and then cut it out from there. But then I found I left the picture at home and I got a scalpel and I cut out a freehand version of a whale which looks really great. So maybe I am capable of more than I think I'm capable and maybe that's the lesson I need to learn from it. All my life, I've considered myself unable to draw. It's going to be hard to think otherwise now, but maybe I can draw even to a basic level, which is more than I ever thought I could. But maybe, you know, maybe I can. So maybe what I should take from this is I, I am capable of doing more than I think, and maybe I should just stop thinking. <laughs> stop thinking thinking is when I get into trouble it seems anyway so I promised you an interview with Robert I have an interview with Robert and I'm going to play it for you now I'm here speaking to Robert who runs the clay studio say hi Robert hello how are you <laughs> I'm good thanks Robert so can I ask you first off how did you get started in this whole pottery thing much the same as Helen in an evening class, in a council-run evening class. 
and then I was lucky enough several years later to be offered a job as a technician working for the very same council. So yes, it started off as a hobby for me. Okay. In case you hear some noises, Robert is currently filling up a kiln, so you'll hear a bit of you know pottery movement and pottery sounds. So what's your speciality? What's your favourite thing to do? I'm keen on throwing, but I'm also keen on texture. And the two don't really go hand in hand, because yeah. the process of throwing out of your wear tends to give a relatively smooth surface. So I've enjoyed sort of trying to develop ways and means of creating a textured surface through throwing. Okay. And that's what my own work is really based on. And how did you get the idea to, to start this place up? Well, I was working for a council, uh, teaching ceramics, and the funding was basically withdrawn. Yeah. So my role was made redundant. So I was offered a, a severance package, which I put into opening this place. Okay. Because there was nothing in the area, really. There was yeah. a big gap. Um, ceramics is an area that's been losing funding rapidly. And everything's closing down. And it seemed a huge waste because I, I, I myself you know, know the benefits of working with clay. Yeah. Benefits for your own sort of sense of well-being. Yes. So that's, yeah, that's really what I did. But I was fortunate enough to meet two other local ceramicists who had the same idea. So we combined forces. Yeah. I mean, I always think that ceramics is probably one of the first things to go because all the equipment's so expensive and they can sell it on. Yeah, yeah. And get yeah. money back. Or it sits somewhere and rusts yeah. slowly. Yeah. So, yeah, it was fortunate that I met my business partners at the right time. Yeah. It was quite serendipitous. Okay, and, and what do you think the best thing about pottery is? What's oh, mental health. Thing? Definitely. Well-being, for me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you see it time and time again that people really blossom when they come into a ceramics class. It's, some, it's a strange thing that fits somewhere in between art and, I don't know, craft therapy. or something. Oh, and therapy. <laughs> People have a fear of coming into, into art-based learning yeah. as an adult. I think, oh, I didn't take art at school, I don't yeah. know anything about art. But for some reason, pottery, because it has this craft element, it's sort of, you don't need to bring anything artistic as such to yeah. it. You can just bring something creative to it instead. I think it's it just allows people to relax a little bit. Yeah. I mean, when I first thought about pottery, I immediately thought of throwing on a wheel. And yeah. it wasn't until I started learning that I realised there are other things you can do if you don't like and you can't Many do other things, yeah. <laughs> But everyone, when they think of pottery, they immediately think wheel, and they think, oh, I won't be able to do that. No, well, wheel throwing is only the, you know, one of the smallest parts of it, really. There's lots of different hand-building techniques, slab building, coil building, pinching... All sorts of things that mm. can be done without a wheel. Uh, and to be honest, most things, when you get going, are combinations of techniques. Yeah. Very few things are just one technique. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And what do you think the worst thing is about pottery? It's a bad thing? Well, <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the bad um, thing about pottery? There's always a downside to everything. There is, I mean... Slight. It's not for the impatient. The firing process is not something you can hurry. It can be quite frustrating when you're wanting to complete a piece and it's not being fired. 
but you can't hurry it. You know, as soon as you start to hurry things in the kilns, you start to have problems. Yeah. If your wet work's too wet, it explodes. If it's not, if you've rushed it when you've been glazing it, you might have left some glaze on it somewhere that it shouldn't be, and then you know, all hell breaks loose in the kiln. Yeah. So yeah, the kiln can be problematic, but you learn to look, to work with that. Uh, in a situation like this, where we've got so many different people using the facilities, it can be quite difficult. Uh, it's, it's not a usual setup that we have here. Most people would have their own studio where they're using a relatively small range of materials, yeah. a small range of techniques. They know what's going on in the kiln, they know what's going into the kiln, whereas we can turn around and there's a whole range of stuff that's just been made yeah. by a whole range of people, you know. So it can be tricky. And what would you, what would you say to people who are thinking about starting a our web address is www.playstudio.co.uk. Have a look. Drop us an email at info at Okay, but what if they're not in Manchester? <laughs> <laughs> if they're not in Manchester, just, just Google around what's, what's available and, and do it. Get in touch. Get yeah. in touch with your nearest pottery studio. And get your name down on a waiting list because they're very, very popular. The courses are very popular. You'll probably need to put yourself on a waiting list. Yeah. But do it now. Okay. And I get. I take it you're living your pottery dreams right now. Living the dream. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Head in a kiln. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any more? Any more? Pottery dreams. Things you want to accomplish. I would like to be making more of my own work again. Hopefully that will happen in the new year. It's been a bit sort of all-consuming setting this place up. We've only been going two years. But yes, that's, that's the main thing, getting back into making my own work. Okay. Well, thank you very much for taking the time and letting me interrupt you while you're filling a kiln. Would you pass me that? <laughs> um, yes, so if you want to see some of Robert's work or if you want to some more information about the Glaze Studio, just have a look in the episode notes down below. And join us for another episode of the podcast next time. Bye. Say bye, Robert. Oh, goodbye. <laughs>